just created by, you know, by God, just uh, go through life and, you know, and live a normal life and basically and just uh, be safe and, you know, live it out and then get sick and then, and then die. I mean, we were born to thrive. We were born to live, to jump, to swing, to, I mean, to really, really go about life uh, with, you know, with the positive energy and great force. You know, we weren't just meant to just, you know, get, get by in life, you know. And we've, we've kind of lost that touch, and I love what you're saying, and I, I'm looking yeah. at America as a whole, and I don't think we've, we, we've lived up to that, or any other nation to speak of. Um, and it's, it's I, I would say in part because, you know, we, we're an industrialized nation, and we have, you know, different goals as society, but um, this really falls in line with the, the Paleolithic diet. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I've heard about that. But, you know, like I've always said, the best diet is a balanced diet. And that's really what it all comes down to is balancing out your food, you know, understanding what carbohydrates are. Most people don't even understand what, what good carbs are. I mean, they think, oh, carbs are bad. But car- carbs aren't bad because carbs are all fruit. You know, there's complex carbs and there's simple carbs. But the bottom line is carbs are carbs. And, and, and the fruit, vegetables, potatoes, rice, all of these things is what the body needs for energy. But the problem is people, you know, they don't want to go out, you know, you know, have an apple. They want to grab a lollipop or like a Snickers candy bar. But that's, you know, that's not food. Understand that when you eat junk like that, you're putting garbage into your body. If you put garbage into your body, you're going to feel like garbage. And that's what, it, you know, and that's what it all comes down to. We get depressed. We go to a doctor. The doctor gives us antidepressants. That makes us more depressed, more sick because it's more poison going in our system. And that's the problem with the world today is that, you know, the, doctor, the doctors really, truly do not care. You know, they get paid by the pharmaceutical companies to, you know, to, to give us, you know, so-called medicine to, 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 treat our, to, to treat our symptoms. But it's not medicine. It's just basically poison. If you understand that, if you eat right and you exercise, you'll cure all the problems in your body, both mentally and physically. That's what we're meant to do. We're meant to, you know, eat the stuff that comes out of the ground. And we weren't meant to, you know, uh, down pills and all these things. And, 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 that's the, and, and, then, and this is causing a major, major problem in, in not only America but in the whole entire world. And uh, we need to understand that this is not medicine. This, this is poison going in our bodies. So this is very, very, you know, it's very important to understand this. So for those who maybe might not have access to fresh fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. um, what, what would be a way to go about, you know, get, I mean, achieving a better diet, you know, putting actual good, healthy food that comes up from the ground into your body without breaking the bank? Right. Well, fruits and vegetables are cheap. I mean, you know, the bottom line is this. I mean, people think that eating healthy is, you know, it's going to cost them more money and this and that. But actually, eating healthier is actually cheaper than eating junk. I mean, apples are, you know, you know, apples are inexpensive. And, you know, apples are one of the greatest foods to eat. You know, they say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. And, and, and this is so true because and the reason being is apples clean the colon. And all diseases start inside the colon. So if you, if you have an apple or two a day, just by, change, you know, just by eating an apple a day will tremendously change your health, you know, overnight. Because, I mean, fruit is so important for the body. That's, you know... Fruit is, is, is God's food, and we're supposed to eat fruit every single day. And they also give us a host of other nutrients, too. I mean, Absolutely. I mean simple Absolutely. sugars. You know, and, you, know, you, know, you know, fruits, vegetables. You know, I always say if God made it, use it. If man made it, lose it. You know, eat, you know, eat all the food that God created. That's, you know, that's your supplement. You know, not, the, you know, not going to the store and buying vitamins and stuff. I mean, you know, if God wanted you to have supplements, you would have made supplements, put them in the ground. But, you know, you don't need supplements. You know, supplements just mean a substitute for food. So, you know, like people are so into, like, supplements, supplements. Oh, I need to eat, you know, I need to have a certain vitamin. I mean, I, I know guys and girls that spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars a week on vitamins, and, and they're so sick because they're, they're, they're getting too much of it. And, 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 and it's not a natural form. It's not in its natural form, you know. So the vitamin yeah. C is not in its natural form. The vitamin D is not in a natural form. So it causes toxin in the body. 
So eating natural things from the earth, that's, you know, that's your key to health right there, you know. It, you know, like I said, it, it's not rocket science. Taking care of yourself is not rocket science. We know what to do. It's just the problem is that we need to be put on the right road. You know, and, and that's why the Superman Affinity is here today, to get you on the right road, to get you to understand these things. All right. You know, I'm already pumped already. And you know what's funny, sure. Anthony? Because people, I mean, who are listening to the show right now will agree with you so much. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go home and do exactly that. I'm going to throw away all the all my multivitamins and you know, just eat healthy and eat natural from now on. But they're not going to do that. Huh. And yeah. they're, they're going to well, go home and there's going to be such a big disconnect because the reality of things and what they're wanting to achieve. So you're here to help yeah, us with is, that. Yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. I mean, you know, people, you know, this is the thing. I mean, people want to make a change. Like I said, they want to eat, you know, they want to, they would love to eat better. They would love to look better. But the thing is, they don't have the confidence and the willpower to do so. So this is what you do. You, you, you say to yourself, you take off your shirt, you look at the mirror and you say to yourself, is this really what I want? Is this who, is this really who, you know, you know who I am? You know, this is, you know, being overweight, 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight is not you. You know, you weren't meant to be overweight. You weren't meant to be sluggish. You weren't meant to wake up with pains and, and things like this. You were, you know, like I said, you were meant to thrive. So take off your shirt, look in the mirror, and say to yourself, is this really what I want? And you can make a change. You know, you can't get in shape overnight. But by eating good and exercising every single day, little by little, you get closer and closer to your goal. I mean, hey, I, you know, I live in New York. If I want to go to Florida, I know it's going to take me about 16, you know, 15 to 16 hours to get to Florida. And, you know, I go in the speed limit. There's no way I can get there faster unless I break the speed limit. You know, but, you know, I understand it's going to take me 15 to 16 hours to get there. So I take my time and I get there. I'm, you know, I can't expect to get to Florida in two hours from, from New York City. So you have to have patience with yourself as well. But you'll see the change overnight, little by little by little by little. You'll see the change. And most people give up. They give up before they see that change. You know, it takes, it takes two to three weeks to really, really see some results. But people want it, like, overnight. It's not going to happen overnight. You didn't get fat overnight. You're not going to get in shape overnight. I mean, like, doesn't that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. And it's, I think it's, it's common sense, too. And, but people yeah. just don't believe it. And people don't want to believe it because, you know, especially in the United States, we want quick fixes. Yeah. To everything, it applies to everything. And uh, to our first question, Anthony, um, you were talking about looking at yourself in the mirror, taking off your shirt, looking at yourself in the mirror, and seeing and evaluating where do I stand. And I want to ask the question, right. is that how you got started with bodybuilding? Take off your shirt well, one day, like, oh, okay, I need some work. <laughs> well, I, got started, I got started in bodybuilding when I, you know, well, you know, I started working out when I was 15 years old. I used to watch a lot of WWF wrestling and stuff, and I was really inspired by, believe it or not, I was inspired by Hulk Hogan. Now, we all know Hulk Hogan, you know, is you know, use more the natural way, you know, but, but he, he spoke to kids in this way. He said, you know, train, you know, train, you know, you know, you know, take your vitamins and say your prayers, basically things like that. So, you know, he was a great inspiration for me and Randy Mantra Man Savage and, you know, Rocky and all these things. They, you know, they were great inspiration to me because they, they showed that it's like never give up, that never give up mentality, you know, knowing that you can do it, you know, nobody's in the driver's seat of your life except you. So if you're driving with somebody, if you're hanging out with somebody, if you're in a relationship with somebody or you're married to somebody who's negative and who's taking you down the wrong road, there's no reason for you why you can't step out and go your own way. Like I said, you're in the driver's seat of your own life. Nobody controls your life but you. you now, this is very, very important. You know, we, you know, you know, we, you know, we become saturated with the wrong people. And you get involved with the wrong people and the wrong attitude, you're going to go in the wrong direction in life. And, you know, I just needed a diet for somebody not that long ago, a couple of days ago, some woman in the bank. And she was so excited about getting her diet. I made her a plan. I gave it to her. And she's looking at the plan, and she was very, very disappointed because she started saying to herself, well, I really can't do this because my husband eats bad. 
So I said, if, if your husband eats junk and stuff, why do you feed him the junk? I mean, you know, who's, who's doing the shopping? You're doing the food shopping. You're, you're cooking. So she's the one to blame. But, you know, we have to look at ourselves and we have to say, you know, I'm fat, right? Why, you know, why are you fat? It's your own fault why you're fat. It's your own fault why you're out of shape. Nobody got you out of shape. You got yourself out of shape. And the way you got yourself out of, the sh- you know, out of shape is the way you're going to get yourself into shape. That's how it goes. It was very easy to get out of shape, wasn't it? Well, it's just as easy to get in shape. You just have to change the way you think, change the way you live, change the way you eat, and, and you know, you'll see the miracle happen. And they say that's our most powerful organ. It's our brain, which leads our to brain. our willpower. Yeah. Our brain controls everything. I mean, it, it's, it's, all, you know, it, it's all in the way we think. I mean, you know, like first we think of something, it becomes a little blueprint, and then it becomes reality. I mean, you know, we become our thoughts. Our thoughts are so important. And most people today think they're wrong thoughts. They, they have no good confidence in themselves. They feel like they can't do these things, you know, certain things. But you can. Anybody can, you know. It's, it's, it, like I said, it's not, you know, getting a shape is not rocket science. All it, all it takes is, is, is willpower, you know. That's all it takes. But it is true that uh, people d- develop in different ways. Let's say you, you go about the same diet and you go about the same workout, but, I, I mean, through genetics, people develop in you know, different shapes and forms. I mean, you can all be fit, but some will be a little huskier than others and some will be a little slimmer than others. I mean, is that true at least? No, not really. See, this is the thing. Most people go to the gym, and about 95% of the people that work out don't even know how to work out. They'll go to the gym, and they'll, they'll go from machine to machine doing, doing each exercise incorrectly. They won't go to the gym and say, well, today I'm going to work on my, you know, on my chest and my back, or tomorrow I'm going to work on my stomach, and the next day I'm going to work on my legs. You know, they don't divide their, their muscle groups, you know, per, per day. They just go to the gym and they do the same exercises, which they're doing wrong in the first place, go through from machine to machine, have no idea what they're doing. Their form is terrible, uh, and then they leave the gym, you know, saying, you know, you know how come I don't look like you? You know, the bottom line is you need to understand what you're working. So if you're working your arms, you have to feel the muscle as you're working your bicep or your triceps. You have to, you know, that mind-to-muscle connection, which nobody really has. Very, very, very few people have this mind-to-muscle connection because they don't even know. Like, you know, most people, if you tell them, you know, like, where's your pectoral or where's your deltoid, they they won't even know what that is. So it's very important to understand the muscles in, you know, in the body to get in the shape you want, to understand about, you know, symmetry and things like that. But most people have no idea what, where the muscles even, you know, you know, even are. It's like, you know, I mean, if you don't know, all right, the bottom line is if you don't know what muscle you're working, how, you know, how are you going to work it? You know, that's the bottom yeah. line. And just, just to make sure, I think the deltoids are near the shoulder. Deltoid, yeah, your deltoids are your shoulders, you know, and your pectoral is your chest. Okay, just want to get that one down so in case I get asked the same question. <laughs> so great. Um, wow, I didn't know that. I mean, I thought, I mean, there's this really big guys who go to the gym and they seem like they know what they're doing, but, you know, I, I never, I don't know what correct form is, so I can't judge them. I can't say, oh, dude, you're, you know, you have poor form or. Yeah, that's the whole deal. You know, that's the sad part about it is because most people go to the gym and they watch what other people are doing, but if they're doing it wrong, then, then, then they're just going <laughs> to, you know, it's like the blind leading the blind. Unfortunately, they don't, they don't understand. Very, very people understand about, you know, proper form and stuff and about proper extension and understanding what, you know, like what to work. Because, I mean, hey, hey, like I said, if I want to go to Florida and I want to drive south, I'll get to, you know, I'll get to Florida. But if I'm driving, you know, east, west, north, northeast, I'm never going to get there because I'm just going in circles. You know, so it's very under, it's very important to understand what direction you you know you, you want to go in order to get where you want to be. Gotcha. So when you go to the gym, you just gotta have a goal. Gotta have a direction. You have to have a goal. You have to know what you're gonna do before you get there. 
You have to know what body part you're going to work. You have to you know, have a, you know, how many days a week are you going to work out. It's okay to go to the gym and do a whole body workout or split the body in half, do upper body one day and lower body the next. Now, that's, you know, that's totally cool, but you have to understand that you know, this is your routine. You can't say, well, I missed today, I'm going to miss tomorrow, I screwed up on my diet. You know, I died for two or three days, and then I, and then I ate a bunch of ice cream, so it's okay, you know, because you know, I'll just go work it off tomorrow. But it doesn't work that way. If you want to climb a ladder, you climb one, one, step, at, you know, you know, one step at a time to get to the top when you climb a ladder. But if you, if you die for two or three days and then you cheat, it's like going right back to step one again. So you never get where you want to be. So being consistent is very, very important. And would varying like your exercises, like like you said, focusing each, focusing different days on different parts of the body, is that more effective than going all at once? Absolutely, it is more effective. I think it's absolutely more effective because you're you know you're targeting. Say you work like two like two body parts a day, and you work three times a week. Let's say on Monday you do chest and back, and then on uh, two, you know, and then on Tuesday you do you know shoulders and arms. And then you work, you know, your legs and calves and stuff on Friday. I mean, you're basically splitting the body parts up and you're giving yourself a little, like a day's rest in between. So working out like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is great. And dividing the body parts up into two, like two body parts of workout is great. You know, much, much better than working, trying to work the whole entire body and doing it day after day because the body's just not going to respond that way. It's not going to get stronger because it needs time to rest. Like I always tell people this, you know, training is, is, is so important, but rest is just as important. So as much effort as you put forth, you need to rest. You know, we don't, we don't have energy, you know, we don't have energy for tomorrow. We have energy for today right now. God, God gave us energy for today. We have to sleep tonight to get energy for tomorrow. So most people, they, they overtrain, you know, they don't train and then they overtrain. So it's like the balance is all out of whack, you know, and that's mm. what I see a lot of. So what's the optimum time? For working out day, or does that really depend on the person? Let's say there's someone with limited yeah. limited time in the day. I mean, they have like, let's say a couple hours to spare. How much time yeah. should you spend working out each day? Well, I mean, the time you work out should really be. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you don't want to work out too late at night before bed because that kind of ramps you up and you might have some trouble sleeping. But you know, working out first thing in the morning is great, or you know, uh, after work is fine too, or midday. But just try not to work out too close to bedtime. And basically, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, understanding that. Uh, you know, like, like three sets, four sets, you know, like a rep range of 12 to 8 repetitions. You don't have to, you know, and, and, and this is another thing, too. A lot of people think that to get more definition, you need to do more repetitions, and that's so untrue. The more repetitions you do, the more muscle you're going to lose, and therefore you actually lose your definition and lose a lot of cuts. So it's like a marathon runner compared to a sprinter. A sprinter or a football player has tremendous muscle mass in their legs, tone tight, nice muscularity in the legs. But a marathon runner has skinny, scrawny legs. And the reason being is because they do so many repetitions. They run for so long, two, three hours a day, and, you know, they're, they're, they're rep after rep after rep, and their muscles decrease, and they actually have a little bit of body fat in their legs, but their legs are very skinny. So this is not the optimal look that, that someone would want. Someone would want a tight, you know, tight tone legs, tight tone butt. In order to do that, you need to do a little bit of, you know, like you need to add some weight and not do so many repetitions. You know, work with a rep range of, you know, between 12 and 8 reps. Okay, but not too little at the same time, not like 4 reps exactly. and just walk out of exactly. the gym. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want to be a power lifter. So finding, you know, it, it all comes down to balance, finding the correct balance in life. You know, with your diet, finding the correct balance with your life, with your training, with your, you know, with your... You know, with everything in life, you know, with your children, you know, with your, with your husband, with your wife, with your girlfriend. I mean, you know, having that balance, you know, understanding, you know, that everything is balanced. 
It can't be too much. You know, like too much is no good and not enough is no good. Balance is key to life. Interesting. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that back home and uh, apply it to my workouts. And at the same time, keep in mind what you said. And you said six to eight sets is also the optimum. Six to eight repetitions, three to four sets. Three to four sets, okay. Yeah, three to four sets. And, and anywhere, between, anywhere between, you know, eight to 12 repetitions is, is, is optimum, absolutely. Because any less, you're looking to be uh, more like a power lifter. And any more, you're just going to wear out your joints and tendons. And that's a big problem, too. A lot of people have joint pain and you know, back pain and stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely from poor posture, too many repetitions, overtraining, or just undertraining. And, you know, just like there's definitely an imbalance in the body. You know. Yeah. For those out there listening, uh, you've just heard the words of wisdom of Anthony Catanzaro. I mean, don't lift too little. I mean, don't lift too much. And you got to get in the range of 8 to 12 reps. And that's the way you should work out, according to Anthony. And, you know, I, I, it, sounds, it sounds logical and it sounds perfect to me. Um, moving on to the next question, Anthony. You're also involved in hobbies such as dancing, boxing, cooking, and playing the guitar. You sound like a very multi-talented and do-it-all man. How does cross-training among different physical activities and finding happiness in these activities that you do lead to better, not just bodybuilding overall, but better fitness and better outlook on life? Yeah, I mean, any type of uh, outdoor activity is great. I mean, right now I'm at the park and I'm walking around right now and I'm looking at the birds and I'm looking at... Uh you know, looking at the squirrels, eating nuts and stuff. So any kind of outdoor activity is great. I mean, anything that makes you happy, dancing, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Any, any type of activity that makes you feel good is great. Going for a nice walk around the park, you know, a light jog, uh, you know, holding hands with your husband and your wife and, you know, taking a nice stroll down, you know, like, you know, up and down the park is great. I mean, anything that makes you feel good is good for the body. If it makes you feel good, then it's good, you know, because I say all good things come from God. So it can never hurt you. So I guess I could say the only good addiction is addiction to doing whatever. Addiction, addiction to anything that makes you feel good. As long as you're not harming yourself or anybody else, that's a great addiction. Because, you know, like I said, we were born to thrive. We were born to feel good about ourselves. We were born to wake up loving life and loving ourselves. And you know, there's nothing wrong with loving yourself. You're supposed to love yourself. Why wouldn't you want to love yourself? God loves you. So why wouldn't you want to love you? And people say, oh, well, you know, I don't want to love myself. You know, that's you know, being conceited. That's not being conceited. Loving yourself is the, is the greatest thing you can do for yourself. If you love yourself, you can love others. You can never love others if you don't love yourself. Anthony, I want to bring you to like, every single class I take in the day and just you know, <laughs> have you give your spiel to the, to the students and see what reaction. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm not a genius. I'm, I'm just a person that's in touch with, I'm, a, I'm just a person that's in touch with my inner, inner spirit. You know, I just, I understand that, that we're all, you know, we're all passing through in life, you know, you know, life is not something that, you know, we were born to make a stand in life, we were born to make a change in life, to, you know, to make it better, but we're all passing through, so during our time on life, what are you doing, you know, ask yourself that question, you know, those of you listening at home right now, what are you doing in life to give back, you know, what are you doing for your, you know, for yourself, for your kids, for your wife, for your husband, for your friends, for your family, for your uncle, your brother, your sister, your mother, I mean, what are you, what are you doing, fathers, what, what impression are you leaving? You know, that's, that's really what you need to ask yourself today. And if you don't take care of yourself, you'll never be able to take care of others. You know, I get a lot of clients, you know, a lot of moms. I train a lot of, uh, of stay-at-home moms, and, uh, you know, everything is their kids, their kids, their kids, their kids. But, that, you know, that's great, but they don't want to take care of themselves. So eventually they get run down, they get beat up. You know, they don't practice good, healthy eating, and that gets passed on to their children. And their children, when their children grow up, they, they're going to pass it on to those, you know, like to their children. 
So I like to plant seeds in people, plant seeds of greatness and health into people, because if I help someone, it goes to their children and their children's children. So it's like I'm planting a seed, you know, that goes on for, you know, for, you know, for century to century. It's like I'm going to live forever. You know, that, that's how I feel. <laughs> so it's an incredible feeling. So you immortalize yourself in the world. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm the Superman of fitness. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we came full circle. <laughs> yeah. Well, leading off from that question, Anthony, um, to top off the interview, how are you involved in your community? How, I mean, I know you've already given back so much to mm-hmm. community because you're, you know, your fitness regimens and what you preach to people in right. a very good way. Um, are you involved right. in any community organizations and that kind? Yeah, well, locally, I, I train in um, Ozone Park, Queens. I have a studio called Tony's Fitness Studio. I also have a website, www.anthonycatanzaro.com. But, yeah, I have a fitness studio here uh, locally, and I train uh, local people and some people, you know, you know, I, you know, out of town as well. I also create diets for people all over the world. I create diets and exercise plans for people all over the world just by going to my website. And uh, I'm also involved in some community work as well, too. I love to speak to children. I like to do motivational speaking in schools and, 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 and talk to kids because, you know, kids need, you know, kids need someone to look up to. And unfortunately, many parents, uh, they think by just bringing their kids to karate or bringing their kids to, uh, to some, you know, after-school event is going to, you know, be structural for the kid. But the kid really, really doesn't really learn much. You need to really sit down to, a, you know, sit down with a child and speak to a child and tell a child what life's really all about. You know, they're not going to really learn that in karate, you know, class. They're not going to learn that in, uh, in playing, you know, baseball at the school, which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But they really need to be spoken to. They need to be, they need to, you know, children need discipline, and they need the right kind of discipline. And most parents, they don't know how to discipline their kids. They don't know how to teach their kids. So they just, basically, they just, you know, involve them in activities and stuff like that to try to keep them happy. But I always say the best, the, the best happiness for a child is, uh, is showing a child, you know, love and discipline. That's the best thing you can do for a child. Love and discipline. Love and discipline. Equally. Not more than the other. Not one more than the other. 50% love, 50% discipline. Because discipline is love, and love is discipline. They both go hand in hand. And I'm, done, I'm telling you, if we, if we all understand these things and we all apply these rules in life, if we take care of ourselves, like I said, if you want to recap, we just take care of ourselves, take care of our families, take care of our kids, love life, love yourself. Be happy. Uh, treat others the way you want to be treated. Live your life to the fullest. There are no limits in life. The only limits in life we have are the ones that we create. You know, I always say you can't fly like an eagle if you think like a chicken. So it's so important. It's so important to think, to think like an eagle and to soar like an eagle. And if people want to think like chickens, don't hang around the chickens. You'll fly like an eagle. That's why eagles only, that's why I love eagles, you know, because eagles are the only bird that fly alone. They fly absolutely alone. You know why? Because no other bird can fly as high. There's no other bird can come anywhere near them. That's the beauty about an eagle, and that's why I love them so much. Anthony Kenzaro, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Those are very philosophical words. Take care. I mean, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great things. People who have been listening to the show right now are going to come come away with a lot of things. Um, But thank you very much. Would there be a chance in the future that I can maybe fly over to California for a speech or something, yeah, maybe in the very... Absolutely, yes. I'm, I'm in California a lot, actually, a couple times a year. And I'll, definitely be on your, I'll definitely be on live next time I come in. Perfect. Thanks again, Anthony. My pleasure. You God have bless. a fantastic day. That was Anthony Cantanzaro, fitness extraordinaire, and he had so many good words of wisdom right there. Um...
And if you just, this podcast will be up online, and you can download it for yourself, but if you break it down and analyze everything he says, it, it's so true. I mean, it's so simple, and you, you hear it every day on the streets, people tell you, and you, you might ignore it, you might not, um, but if you really sit, ta- um, sit down, take time to think about it, everything will make sense, and uh, you might see immediate gains. Uh, but that's enough for this week. Coming up next is Our Digital Future, and with Ziba Z. Thanks so much for tuning in. You know, you can check out our programming ad for an entire listing of KCI shows, and the site will direct you to downloads of past shows in our audio archive. Until next time, you've been listening to Hippocrates Now with Nathan Tang on KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine. KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thanks for calling today. Our guest is Jimmy Jones calling from Washington, D.C. Is that correct? That's right. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, I know there's a three-hour time difference. It's a great um, interview. I'm excited to have you as a former professor of the Graduate School of Library Information Science for me, although you're currently a professor in audiovisual materials in libraries and archives. Yep. And I'd like to know about your um, career path. How did you become a professor of audiovisual materials of library and archive? Um, Well, I started, let's see, going all the way back to the late 90s. I worked in um, film production in the Midwest in the late 90s. And I decided I was going to go back to school. I had been in college. I started as a psych major, psychology major, and then I was a photography major. Then I dropped out of school and was out of school for a few years, and then I started working in film production as a grip and electrician on some TV, like, uh, commercial productions. And then I decided to go back to school, but I wanted to get a film degree. And so when I went back to school um, in my undergrad, I was 